You know, checking the earnings reports out a few days ago, we were struck by the ones from Sabre that makes all the airline reservations and hotel reservations. They said airline business unemployments were back about 70% in February of 22 versus where they were in 19. So it's coming back quickly. Hotel business is coming back even better. They're at 99%. So the question really is, are there were there any casualties along the way? We know there were in some airlines, but what about in uh, airports? Clay Pasley was the it's DFW forever. He's now CEO and managing partner of his own airport development management firm, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Great to be here, David. So it, did everybody make it through? I mean, I w- we were really struck. We had a conversation with Sean Donahue early on. He said oh, he could operate for a year and a half on the cash he had. Yeah. I think I don't know of any airports, per se, that are, are, are shut down. They obviously went through some pretty difficult times with the uh, drop in traffic. Uh, but virtually, uh, I, I couldn't name one airport that's not, you know, back up and running right now. And is it because of good management or just because the, the business came back soon uh, enough? Probably more the, the business came back, not to say they're not under good management, but uh, of course they're obviously uh, relying on the airline traffic and the passenger traffic. Uh, most of their revenues are generated that way. Uh, so that's, uh, and a lot of them had good operating reserves, quite frankly, you know, with their bond issuances they're required to keep certain cash hand on days those kind of things so uh, i think most airports i'm sure there was a few that got pretty thin and of course with the government stimulus coming out that really helped a lot of the airports as well to kind of cover staff costs and those kind of things of course the advantage here is is i guess all of our airports are publicly owned and, and publicly managed. I mean, I know all over Europe, there are a whole lot of them that are privately owned or at least privately managed. Um, and I know Frankfurt was, you know, public forever. Well, that you're a, that's a, that's a big distinction. If you look at the Canadian airports, a lot of those are privately operated airports and they, uh, they suffered significantly more than the airports in the United States because because of most airports, there's a few that's not, more not so much airports, but there's terminals here in the United States that are kind of for-profit by third-party uh, developers, but all the airports are, you know, public sector kind of entities. Uh, so that you, that's a good point. That probably is a pretty good distinction, uh, Europe versus here. Tell me about uh, tell me about your business. I, I I can imagine what an airport development management firm does. Because and I think of I think of probably during your tenure at DFW, you guys cut the deal with Chesapeake, and all of a sudden they were drilling for natural gas on airport property, and it was yeah. a golf course. And I mean, is that the kind of development we're talking about? No, our. Um... Maybe a little bit of background. When I first started the company, it's uh, we had kind of a very focused niche where we were providing what we refer to as executive program management services to airports uh, that have large capital development programs, you know, billion dollar plus capital development programs. And it allowed us to bring, bring the experience that we'd gained at 25 years at DFW Airport to the marketplace and really viewed as kind of one of them, if you will. We were we were not kind of consultants in the traditional uh, realm. We were more kind of ex-airport uh, folks. Somebody who really knew the business. Exactly. And somebody had actually sat in their chair before right. and understand the world they live in. Um, so we were able to really kind of create this niche uh, 
where we provided this executive uh, service to them, where we're really working as an extension of the C-suite to help them develop the kind of a comprehensive strategy about how to best to, you know, eat this, you know, billion plus dollar elephant and go, uh, go execute it. So we'd work with them on delivery method approach, financing approach, organizational structure they needed to put in place, kind of project controls and systems they needed to put in place, reporting systems for their government requirements, all those kind of things and kind of put that together and then provide that kind of executive leadership team to oversee the execution of that. Well, in the last 15 years, we've developed a very deep uh, bench of good talent. Uh, a lot of our folks are ex-airport executives, been airport directors or chief operating officers at airports across the country. So we had a lot of talent there that was beyond just kind of that traditional design and construction, if you will. Right. In addition to that, we had a lot of assets that were obviously very familiar with the actual physical development at an airport. So we recently restructured the company uh, to create three separate independent companies up underneath the Pasley uh, Group umbrella, one being our core legacy business at Executive Program Management Services, another being an advisory services. And this, this company is really there to work with the C-suite on strategic issues related to the enterprise of running an airport. It could be airline use and lease agreements. It could be concession strategy. It could be parking strategy. There's a whole host of issues that are part of, as you know, running a, running a major hub airport here in the United States. And then the third company was the creation of a actual development company where we work with the airports to help them develop kind of revenue streams independent of the airline and passenger revenue streams as as it relates to their non-aeronautical land. I like drilling for natural gas. <laughs> drilling for natural gas. That's a, that's a really good one. Uh, but we'll go and there's a lot of airports that have land that will never be needed for aeronautical uses. So how do we help them develop a commercial development strategy to actually leverage that and create yet another revenue stream for them that's, you know, really kind of independent of the, of the airline business. So those three companies, while they're all interrelated in terms of skill sets and knowledge, they're kind of three different businesses, if you will, uh, that we have established here recently in the restructuring of the business. So uh, we've been able to kind of, uh, leverage our talents and our experience in kind of all three of those those business units. It seemed like every airport I could think of pre-COVID was sort of in a growth mode because the airline air traffic was just growing like crazy. And suddenly we, we were actually growing airlines again, you know, post-deregulation when all of them disappeared, they, they started to come back. And I don't know where we are right now. I know DFW is, I haven't heard anything new about you know, the new terminal out there, but I know ultimately they want one. I know Love Field is about to wrap up work on a uh, a runway that they've been wearing, an extension they've been working on. But wh- what about the business? Is, is, is this a growth business right now? It's starting to become that way. As you pointed out, pre-COVID, uh, there was a lot of things uh, in the pipeline in terms of airport development. Um, COVID put a lot of those on hold, obviously, that is now starting to come back. We're seeing a lot of airports that are now getting back out in the marketplace, procuring services for designers and builders and the like to go develop uh, terminal terminal development at their airport. There was a lot of major programs that were underway 
pre-COVID, they were already funded. So that allowed them, quite frankly, to continue on during COVID. And in some respects, it was an opportunity for them having less traffic to have a much more efficient construction environment on their airport. So it actually was a, turned out to be a win-win for well, those folks. If you, if, if, you could, if you got the guts to go ahead with it, I mean, there was a time we thought none of this was ever going to come back. <laughs> right, right. So we had, we had a couple of airport projects that kind of went on hold. Austin was one, Omaha was another, but both of those are back up and running now. All of our other major programs, you know, at LAX, Kansas City, Nashville, uh, Pittsburgh, JFK, those all continue to go on without any real impact. But we're starting to see a lot of those medium hub airports that really kind of put the brakes on everything. They're starting to get underway now with new facilities. So what, what was the was the fact that that Build Back Better or whatever the infrastructure program didn't go through? Was that a blow to the to the airports? Were they counting on some money coming out of that? Uh, possibly some of them were, uh, I think most of them though, uh, their plans were not necessarily dependent on those kind of funds. Um, their, their plans was built off of their kind of employment forecast and their financial capacity and capability. Uh, so it, uh, sure, you know, anytime I'm sure airports can, you know, get some extra money there, they'll certainly take it. But, uh, I think most of the programs were built, not dependent on that. Well, and most of these airports have the ability to issue, you know, tax-free municipal bonds, too, and, and interest rates are going up, but they're not up very much. I would guess this is still a pretty good time to go out and, and hit the market and raise some money, if you if anybody will buy your bonds. Right. No, I think it is. I think it's a good time. And it really, again, that's going to be a direct correlation back to the airline growth um, and, the you know, the, the reemergence, getting the passengers back in the in the terminals. And that's all tied to their ability to go issue debt and, and those kind of things, which, you know, kind of back to um, our company, the, the development company really, while, you know, non-airline revenue has been a big issue for years, the COVID, I think, really brought it to the forefront for a lot of these airports that, you know, we need to diversify our revenue streams here. If we're totally dependent on airline and, and passenger kind of revenues, we have another one of these types of events. We've got, you know, some issues. So that's been a real boost to this development company we created to help them go do that. Well, that's a fascinating business and happily a, a growth business again. Clay Pastley is the CEO and managing partner of the Pastley Groups and, and, and expanding. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. Thanks a lot for more of a conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.